Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of another condenser microphone from Shure. That microphone being the KSM32, and if you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $500. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. And for this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. My gain is set just at around 1 o'clock. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. First, you will get a leather storage case. You'll get the microphone, a microphone mount, a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, some documentation, oh, you get a sticker, no, <laughs> and then as far as build quality, sure just build some of the best and most sturdy feeling microphones on the market, and this is no exception. The microphone has an all-metal body as well as a very sturdy metal grill. It weighs in at 490 grams, on the back of the microphone, you'll find a three-way high-pass filter switch, as well as a negative 15 dB pad, and on the bottom, you will find the XLR port. Then as far as the specs, this mic has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 Hz to 20 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 36 dB, an impedance of 150 ohms, a self-noise of 13 dBA, a max SPL of 154 dB, and a phantom power requirement of plus 48 volts. Now, I am spinning around the KSM32 to 90 degrees to show you the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees, show you what it sounds like here. Continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle, and then we will rotate and end at the front of the mic. Now, let's go ahead and test the plosive rejection of this thing. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone to demonstrate the proximity effect on this thing. About three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how it sounds. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Cherry MX Blues to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for you elite gamers, here I am typing on the sad W keys. Here's how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room. Next, I'll go ahead and tap the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now to see how effective the provided microphone mount is, I am bumping the desk to see how much of that it rejects. And I will bump the microphone arm to see how much of that it rejects. Now I am right on top of the microphone to really accentuate the proximity effect. I do not have any high pass filter engaged right now and here is how it sounds. I have now turned on the very first high pass filter and this is how it sounds. You can start to hear a little bit of the lower frequencies rolled off and clearing up a lot of that muddiness. And now I have switched to the most aggressive high pass filter on the microphone and here is how the audio compares to the other two examples that I just provided you. 
Now I want to do a quick comparison between the KSM32 and a couple of other microphones on the market so you can see how this compares to its competition. First up, we'll start with the KSM32 and I am about six inches away from the microphone with my gain on the 18i20 at one o'clock and here is how the audio sounds. And now I am speaking into the Audio-Technica AT2020. I am six inches off, gain at one o'clock. This is a $100 condenser microphone, and here is how it compares to the Shure. We are back on the KSM32, so you can hear how this microphone sounds before we jump to another sample. Next, we are on the Rode NT1 at the exact same distance with the exact same gain setting. This is a $270 condenser microphone, and here is how it compares to the Shure. Good gosh, you wouldn't have guessed it, but we're back on the KSM32, and here is how the microphone sounds before we jump to another one so you can compare the sounds. Next, I am on the Neumann TLM-102, which is a $700 condenser microphone. I am at six inches away, gain at one o'clock. Make sure to check the lower third or the doobly-doo to see how much I boosted it in post, because I may have to boost each of these microphones slightly differently, but here is how the Neumann sounds compared to the KSM32. You're never ever going to believe this. I have a crazy story for you. We're back on the Shure KSM32, six inches off, gain at one o'clock. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump to another microphone. Now I am speaking into the Austrian Audio OC818. I am at the exact same distance with the exact same gain setting. This is a $1,000 condenser microphone, and here is how it compares to the KSM32. No, Ozzy Osbourne and I aren't on speaking terms. Sorry. Oh, hey, we're back on the KSM32. Here is how the microphone sounds. Six inches off of it, gain at one o'clock. Let's jump to another mic. Now I am on the Neumann TLM-103. I am at the exact same distance, exact same gain setting. Make sure to check the doobly-doo. This is an $1,100 or $1,300 condenser microphone, and here is how it sounds compared to the Shure. Hey there, Phoebe Bridgers. I'm, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm funny. That's all. That, that's all that matters. I'm back on the KSM32. I am six inches off of it, and my gain is still at one o'clock. Here's how the microphone sounds. Let's jump to the last microphone we're comparing it to. And lastly, I am speaking into the Neumann U87AI at six inches away with my gain still at one o'clock, cardioid polar pattern, no filters engaged, and this is a $32 to $3,600 condenser mic, and here is how the audio compares to the $500 Shure KSM32. I'll be the first one to admit My songs all sound the same But if you did it every week Your songs would also come out lame
just just saying the truth. <laughs> Every single week, write them up, record them out, toss them down, whatever. Not going to be golden every single week. Deal with it. I do. <laughs> Alrighty. So this may not be a particularly exciting sounding microphone, but gosh darn it if it doesn't have a very pleasing and smooth tonality to it. And first up, in terms of pros, the proximity effect on this thing is just incredible. It is so warm and fluffy, and I just, I love it. And then the top end is smooth and detailed and completely sibilant-free. I love how the top end on this microphone sounds. But then in terms of cons, the polar pattern is not very forgiving in terms of background noise rejection or rejection of the reverb in the room. And the off-axis coloration of this thing got a little bit unpleasant when we got to around 90 degrees. So if you're in a room with a lot of reverb, that may start to affect your recordings. So what are my overall thoughts of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I thought the low end was a little bit loose and undefined, a little bit messy and muddy down there, so I wasn't too impressed. The mids were neutral and nothing really popped out as bad. And then the top end was just incredibly smooth and pleasant even when I got to the upper register of the guitar. Then on the acoustic guitar, I found it to be very full-bodied. The mids were nice and articulate, and the top end was crisp, but it didn't get harsh at any time. Then for singing, I absolutely loved it for this application, mainly because it has such a smooth and airy sound to it, but it avoids any kind of sibilant frequencies, and it doesn't end up sounding dark or dull or dead. It is just very well balanced and enjoyable for singing, so I loved it for that application. And lastly, for spoken word, I actually think it's kind of a boring sound, but because of that, it is incredibly easy to listen to. It has that smooth and airy top end, but at no point does any sibilance come out, making it harsh or fatiguing to listen to. I would almost call it soft sounding. But what I really love about this microphone is when you get about three inches off of it and start to really engage that proximity effect, it just sounds incredible. I love how it sounds when you eat the microphone. So would I recommend the KSM32, both yes and no? We'll start with a no. If you are looking for a microphone to use in an untreated room with a lot of background noise, and you're looking for a mic to reject as much of that as possible, I don't think this microphone will fit the bill because it is not forgiving in that department, and I think there are other microphones out there that would serve you much better. But on the other hand, if your budget is around $500 and you're looking for a condenser microphone that doesn't have that typical overboosted, somewhat harsh top end with a little bit of sibilance to it, then the KSM32 is a great option, and if that's the sound you're going for, I think it would serve you really well. Alrighty, I think that's going to wrap up for today, but I would love to hear from you in the comments down below, like always, of the microphones in that shootout and comparison. Which one did you like best? Did you like the KSM32? Are you a fan of the U87, the TLM103, or the AT2020? Let me know down below. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. If you want more videos, subscribe, logo down beneath me. Don't forget to hit that bell icon. If you want to hang out in the Discord server, talk about microphones and audio gear, podcastage.com slash Discord. 
And if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time, please be safe. If you need anything, let me know. I'll talk to you later.